Welcome to Sealing God's People with your host, Dennis Leary, talking about perfection. There is a scripture that, when we take a good look at it, has confounded many commentators on what exactly the verse means. And I'm referring to John 16 and talking about all truth. Notice that in John 16, verse 13, Jesus speaking. And with the previous verse, he said, I have many things to say unto you, but you cannot bear them now. And he's talking to his disciples. Many things to say unto you, the voice of God, but you're not able to bear them. In other words, you're not far enough long yet in the progressive growth in that preceding word of God to handle the depth of that word at that point, the burden of that word. To whom much is given, much is required. <clears throat> but the next verse, verse 13, how be it? Because you can't bear it now. How be it? When he, the spirit of truth, is come. Now we know that's the Holy Ghost. It's the spirit of Christ. It's Jesus in you. The Lord is that spirit. He will guide you into all truth, not partial truth. Not some truth, not just for newborn babes, but all truth, full perfection of the word of God in you, full maturity. And he says, how will he do it? For he, that is the spirit of truth, shall not speak of himself. It's the power office of God. That's the Holy Ghost. And we know that because that the Holy Ghost, there's three that bear record in heaven, the Father, Word, and the Holy Ghost, these three are one. And that is the Greek word heist, meaning one and the same spirit, the self-same spirit of God. Self-existent, eternal spirit, which is Father. That's the administrative office of the spirit. The word, that's the expression office of the spirit, revealing God's thought, plan, purpose, and will. Then there's the Holy Ghost. Same spirit, but that's a power office of the spirit. So he that speaketh a word, or blasphemes, uh, a word against the Son of God shall be forgiven. But he that blasphemeth against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven, not in this lifetime, nor in that world to come. There's no blood that was shed on the cross for a person to take a power of God and a demonst demonstrate a demonstrable miracle of God where God demonstrated his power and attribute that to Satan. There's no blood for that. So it can't be forgiven in this world, even that which is to come. That is a different office of the Spirit of God. Now, the Son of God is the redemptive office of the same Spirit. Not a different Spirit, different person. It is the same person of God, just in a different office. Many times it's like saying, the person... There, for example, take me as a uh, preacher. That's my vocation. That's what I'm called to do. Well, there is more than just preaching that I do. I'm a father. I have two children. Well, so I'm a father. But I'm also a husband. That's also another office that I or function that I, the one person, does. And there's many other things. I'm a musician. I play the keyboard. Well, I can say, well, I am a pianist. Or I'm a keyboardist. I'm a singer. They will. 
There, there's another. There's a singer. Well, each one of those are various characteristics of the one person and various officer functions of that one person the same way is true of the Lord. He is the Father of all spirits. That's Jesus Christ in Colossians 1, 16 and 17. That he created all things, whether it be principalities, powers, thrones, dominions, things visible and invisible, all things are created by him, Jesus Christ. Well, but that's not all. That's the word. That's the Father of glory. That is the Spirit of God. But how did he do it? In the beginning, God created the heaven and the earth. And God said, well, that's the word of God. But it's the same Spirit. And that is Jesus Christ. It's not a separate person. And he wasn't speaking to the Father, speaking to a Son or a Holy Ghost. We see that in Isaiah 44, 24. He spanned the heaven alone and the earth by myself, God said. By myself alone. That's only one self. <laughs> not two or three. And definitely not a oneness where the man's not God. The man is God. That spirit took on his own body of flesh and blood, him being in the form of God, thought it not robbery to be equal with God, not made equal, equal to God, in every attribute, made himself of no reputation. He humbled himself. Why? Because the man lost it, only a man can redeem us back. So he made himself of no reputation, took upon him that spirit of God, the one spirit that he is, the form of a servant made in the likeness of men, being found in fashion as a man, Philippians 2, 5 through 8. Well, who is a servant? Well, most say it's two persons. But that's not so. Jesus claimed that he and the Father are one. The same Spirit. He said that in John ten thirty, And my Father are one. The same Spirit. Send me, you've seen me, you've seen the Father, John 14. As as thou then, show us the Father. Believe me that I'm in my Father, my Father in me, or else believe me for the work's sake. The words that I speak are not mine. The Father that dwelleth in me houses permanently in me, Jesus said. He's the one doing the works. And that is heal the sick, cleanse the leper, raise the dead, cast out devils, open blind eyes, loose the dumb tongue, the lame walking, the captive going free. Blessed is he whomsoever is not offended in me, the man, Christ Jesus, who stated that I, with the finger of God, cast out devils, know ye the kingdom of God has come nigh unto you. Now, what is the present truth? Well, Jesus stated, I have many things to say unto you, you disciples, but you're not able to bear them now. How be it? He goes on and says, when he, the spirit of truth, is come. Well, that's the coming of the Lord, both spirit manifest in and through the body of Christ. Fellow labors together with the Lord. We see that in Hosea 6, 1 through 4. Come and let us return to the Lord, for he hath torn, he will heal us. He hath smitten, he will bind us up. After the second day, he will revive us. In the third day, he will raise us up, and we will live in his sight. If we follow on to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning, and he will come. Jesus said, when that spirit of truth is come, and he will come to us. That's what he's saying there. The coming there is at Perusia, not the second advent. He said he will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter rain. That is Christ in you, the hope of glory, manifesting Jesus in the fullness and measure statue of Jesus Christ. 
Now, that's the truth. Now, how do we know that? Because Jesus said, when that spirit has come, that spirit of truth has come, he said, he will guide you into all truth, not partial truth. Well, all truth is full measure statue of Jesus Christ unto a perfect man. We are not talking about just being born again. We're talking about doing the will of God and his purpose and his will being done in and through the body of Christ unto perfection. Where God fitly frames his body together, the church, compacts it according to the measure of every part, that measure of faith, as only God can bring it together, of which every joint supplies to the edifying of itself in love. The body has to come together. Well, it's the truth, speaking the same things, minding the same things, one mind and one accord in the unity of the faith. And that's what God is doing now to get us returned to the true God and eternal life. The one person that he is, Jesus Christ. Give him the glory that's due unto his name. Jehovah's salvation, Yeshua. Jehovah's salvation, Jesus. Well, we have turned away to other gods, worshiping the doctrine of men, these false gods. A trinity, for example. God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, which is totally non-biblical. There's only here, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord, not two, not three. One. Deuteronomy 6, 4, that's the Shema, which is the greatest commandment of all. Mark 12, 29. The scribe asked Jesus, what's the first commandment of all, the dominant commandment of all? Jesus said, Hear, O Israel, the Lord our God is one Lord. Thou shalt love thy, the Lord, thy Lord with all thy heart, soul, and might. Second is likened to it, love thy neighbors thyself. From this hang all the law and the prophets. Well, if we do that, the whole purpose of the judgments of God are to reveal who he is. That he is the only true God in eternal life. He's the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, which is, was, and is to come, the Almighty. Not the Almighty Junior, not God Junior, not a Spirit Junior, not a second person of the Godhead. And that's what he's doing now through judgments in the land. All God's ways are perfect. All God's ways are judgment. But... Jeremiah 8, 7, my people do not know the judgment of the Lord. And why? Because we think that we're supposed to be uh, lifted up with money, fame, houses, lands, and cars, and a prosperity gospel. Many of you are thinking that gain is godliness. It's a Laodicean mindset of that church saying that we are increased with goods. We have need of nothing. And Jesus said that the Laodiceans said, we're clothed and we're fed. We have need of nothing. We're, we're clothed with that garment of praise. We don't have anything else that we're short of, thinking that they're perfect. And Jesus said, knowest thou not, you're poor, wretched, naked, and destitute. Now, that's certainly a, a mistaken identity. And Jesus said, I counsel of thee to buy me gold, trying to fire. In other words, the cross, crucifying the flesh with the affections of the lust, so that we can do the will of God and do the purpose of God, what we're called for. And if any man does not do the will of God, what he's called for, or she is called for, will not make heaven, will not be able to obtain entrance into the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 7 states that. Jesus said, not all say to me, Lord, Lord, we'll be able to enter in. 
because they did not do the will of God. And here we find in John 16, verse 13, he talks about, Howbeit when he, the Spirit of truth, is come, the coming there in that former reign, Acts the second chapter, but that's already happened 2,000 years ago. Now we're in and coming to the latter reign. Zechariah 10.1, Ask you of the Lord reign in the time of the latter reign, so the Lord will make bright clouds send forth showers to everyone grass in the field. We're supposed to be seeking God for that. If we follow him to know the Lord, his going forth is prepared as the morning. That morning star he will give to us. And he will come to us as the rain, the former and the latter. The latter rain of the Holy Ghost is in the seventh month. We see that in Haggai 2. And there's a striking revelation there about Zerubbabel. <clears throat> in Haggai 2, he says, Zerubbabel, you are as my signet, a sign, a sealing, a sign, S-I-G-N, aloft tov, that E-T is a sign, E-T, or aloft tov, or the Hebrew abcdary from the aloft to the tov. It's all the attributes of Jesus, which we are made partakers of his divine nature, holiness. And that is required for salvation. Let no man deceive you by any means. Only those that are going in are the ones that have, uh, have obeyed God under righteousness unto holiness, yielding that peaceable fruit of righteousness that is uh, sanctification of the spirit and belief of the truth and obtaining of the glory of God. It's through these exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we're sealed. This exceedingly great and precious promises whereby we're made protectors of his divine nature and escaping the corruption of the world through lust. Not being conformed to this world, but being transformed by the renewing of our mind that we may prove what is that good, acceptable, and perfect will of God for each of us is. And that is the quest for life. Work out our own salvation with fear and trembling. It's God that worketh in us, both the will and the do of his good pleasure. We must press toward the mark for the prize of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus, and as many as be perfect be thus minded. And if you be any otherwise minded, God will reveal this even unto you, Paul said to the church of Philippi. Notice that this is progressive. What Jesus is stating is not just, well, we've got saved, and from that point on, we can just say, hallelujah, we're on our way to heaven, and there is nothing else that we need to do. We're clothed, fed, and have need of nothing. Take a lay in the sin mindset. But that's not what Jesus said. He said, when that spirit of truth is come, he will guide you into all truth, not partial truth. And that all truth is done by the offices of the spirit, not us, but through him and him alone. For he, that is the spirit of truth, shall not speak of himself. It's not the power office he's speaking of. But whatsoever he shall hear. That's the administrative office of the Father. When Jesus stated that he did nothing of himself, only what he saw the Father do, that's what he did. But he is the Father revealed in a body of flesh and blood. That's correct. 
but he's made himself a no reputation. He has laid aside his glory to become one of us. He become one of us and Adam after the fall. Tempted all points like we are yet without sin. He's our kinsman redeemer. And we see that in Hebrews 2, for as much then as the children are protectors of flesh and blood, he also himself likewise took part of the same. In all things, he's made like unto his brethren. Tempted in all points like we are yet without sin. Hebrews 4.15. And the captain of our salvation made perfect through sufferings, and he's our example of the way, the truth, and life. 1 Peter 4.1 states that for as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh. Christ is that spirit. Yes. 1 Peter 1, verse 10 and 11 states that. All the Old Testament prophets searched diligently into the grace that should come to us, searching what or what manner of time the spirit of Christ that was in them. That's Christ is that spirit. He is the Father. He is the Word. He is the Holy Ghost. He is that Father of glory. And he stated that when it signified beforehand, testified of the sufferings of Christ. Not Christ Jr., not a separate person of Christ, but Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. There's your revelation of Christ, establishing the doctrine of Christ. The most needful thing in the church today is to be taught and established in the doctrine of Christ. The Christology, we think we have it all worked out in a Trinity doctrine that Christ, that is the Father, with a Christ Jr., which is the Son, which is a total, complete, blatant lie. We find that Christ, 1 Peter 1, verse 10, 11, Christ is the Spirit that made himself a body of flesh and blood for the sufferings of Christ. Christ the Spirit is Christ the man. The only difference is that we have in the normal thinking of a man, of a natural mind, that the man Christ Jesus can't be the spirit if he's praying to the Father. And that is natural thinking of a natural mind not receiving the things of God. Why? Well, because a natural mind cannot receive the things of God because they're spiritually discerned and spiritually revealed. The letter killeth, but the spirit giveth a life. Therefore, with the Spirit of God revealing these things, it's what the Spirit of truth there leads us and guides us, Jesus said, into all truth, not partial truth. But he will not speak of himself. He's not speaking of that office of power. Because that's not what is our example, the way truth and the life is revealed to us in the Son of God the Holy Ghost, the power office of God, is the healing miracles of God. He healed the sick, cleansed the leper. That's the power of God. He said, if I cast out devils, Jesus said, no, your kingdom of God's come nigh to you. That's the power of God unto salvation. The kingdom of God is not meat and drink, but righteous, peace, and joy in the Holy Ghost. That's spirit. That's spirit of truth. That kingdom of God doesn't come with observation where they say, low here, low there but is within you. That's Christ in you, the Holy Ghost in you. That's the power office. But that's not the office that redeems us. Well, what does redeem us? 
the Son of God in the days of his flesh and his sufferings, dying on the cross, shedding his blood. That's the Son of God, the redemptive office of God. Therefore, he said he will not speak of himself, but what he, whatsoever he shall hear. Where is he hearing? He's hearing from the Father, just like Jesus did in the days of his flesh. said, I can do nothing of myself. What I soever I hear the Father do, that's what I do. See, the Father do, that's what I do. And he said, I can do nothing of myself. The words that I speak are not even mine. The Father that dwelleth in me, he's the one doing the works. Paul said the same thing. As a believer, we are in the same position, positionally, with Christ in us, the hope of glory. That's the mystery of godliness, the God life. Paul stated, I was crucified with Christ, Galatians 2.20. Yet not I, well, if you weren't crucified, yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. Christ lives in you. Paul said, for me to live is Christ. Well, I was crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, not the old man, not the old nature, not the old Paul, and yet, but that Christ liveth in me. And the life I now live, what kind of a life is he living? The life I now live, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. What is the faith? That's the faith of God. Where did he get it? Christ has dealt to every man the measure of faith. Whatever he's called you to do, he's given you that faith, that power of God and salvation to do it. How do you live that? By the preceding word of God. Well, that's exactly what Jesus did in the days of his flesh, 1 Peter 4, 1. For as much then Christ has suffered for us in the flesh, arm yourselves therefore with the same mind, for he that has suffered in the flesh has ceased from sin. You have then grown up into the Lord Jesus Christ and established in the doctrine of Christ, reaching perfection, reaching all truth, not partial truth, all things, growing up into Jesus in all things that were not tossed to and fro by every wind of doctrine. That's our calling. Whom he did foreknow, them he's did also predestinate to be conformed to the image of his son, that he might be the firstborn among many brethren. Them that he predestinated, them he called, them that he called he justified, them that he justified, he also glorified to be conformed to the image of Jesus Christ, not something less. And that image of Jesus Christ is the full measure of the statue of Jesus unto a perfect man through the leading of the Holy Ghost. Nothing of us, but all by him through him to get us to the Father, just as Jesus stated. Then there he said, Whatsoever he shall hear, that shall he speak. He's hearing from the Father, just as Jesus did. Why? Because it's through that, that Spirit of God, the Holy Ghost, that's leading us and guiding us into all truth, that will finally have us unto perfection so that we can see the Father face to face. We can see that glory. Notice that in... Uh, 1 Corinthians 15, it says, Then cometh the end, when he, that's the Son of Man office, Jesus, that is the head, and we, the body of the Christ, all that's in that kingdom office, will be delivered up, be, will be delivered up to God, even the Father. 
that he may be all, be all through all and in us all. Then cometh the end when he shall deliver up the kingdom of the God and the Father. That's the end of all things. Receiving our salvation, the end of our faith. Coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, our vile body, being fashioned like in his glorious body, there which those that have the first fruits do groan within ourselves, waiting for the adoption, to wit, the redemption of our bodies. We haven't had that redemption yet. We're redeemed in the spirit, but we hadn't had the resurrection of our bodies yet. We will, though, according to the promises of God, the resurrection. Well, and he says, and he will show you things to come. That's progressive. Things to come are not right now. Jesus said, I have many things to say to you. You disciples, you're not able to bear them now. It's not that time or that season yet. But when that Holy Ghost has come, that spirit of truth has come, he will not speak of himself. And whatsoever he hears, he'll declare unto you and show you things that will come to pass. Things in the future. That's the revelation of Jesus Christ that God gave unto him to show unto his servants things uh, which must shortly come to pass. Jesus stated it there. So it's progressive truth. Don't let anybody tell you that you finally attained and that's it. We'll be to them that are at ease in Zion. One of the biggest tricks of Satan is that say, you've got it. You're saved, sanctified, and you're on your way to heaven and there's nothing else for you to apprehend or to reach forth to those things which are before in all truth. And that is the biggest lie that Satan uses. You're born again, that's it. No, you go from uh, newly born babes, which desire then sincere milk of the fruit of uh, that they may grow thereby, and so sincere uh, milk that they may grow thereby. Well, those are babies. But you don't stay as a babe. You're born of the water and the spirit, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of your sins, born of the water, receiving the gift of the Holy Ghost, born of the spirit. Now you're just in the race. You're a newborn baby. You're unskillful in the word of righteousness. Hebrews 5 tells us that. Not full grown yet. Then you go to the next step, little children. I run you little children because your sins are forgiven for his name's sake. Yes. And you've known the Father. You've gone higher in glory. You know that Jesus is the Father of glory. He's the Father revealed. God manifest in the flesh, 1 Timothy 3.16. Now you're well on your way. You've seen the Son of God. You've seen the Father. That's Christ, 1 John 2.22. Who's a liar but he denied that Jesus is the Christ. He's Antichrist that has denied both the Father. Why? Because Christ is the Father. And he's denied the Son. Why? Because the Son of God is the Father revealed. The Father's invisible spirit. The Son of God is that invisible spirit revealed. The revealed name of God is Jesus. The blood name of God is Jesus. The redemptive name of God is Jesus. The name above all names is Jesus. Well, that is the doctrine of Christ. And that is going into all truth. So we don't stop as little children. Children of the kingdom will be cast out. We have to go on. And what's the next step? Young man. 1 John 2, 12 through 14. I write to you, young man, because the word of God is strong in you and you've overcome the wicked one. Now you're crucifying the flesh with affection and the lust. 
not conformed to this world, transformed by the renewing of your mind, you're proving what the perfect good will of God for you is. You're doing the will of God. And there's still a step higher, and that is fathers. In Revelation 2nd and 3rd chapter, we have the overcomers. What it takes to be an overcomer. God's doing it now. That final step of glory is fathers. The father that is the full-grown measure of the statue of Jesus Christ in all truth, growing up into Jesus and all things in the new wine, making ourselves new wineskins, uh, vessels meet for the master's use. Now, writing to you, fathers, John said, because you have known him that's from the beginning, the word of God. In the beginning was the word, word, word with God, the word was God. The same was in the beginning with God. All things were made by him. And the fathers have known him that is from the beginning. And those are the ones that have eyes before and behind. They are the living Zoe, the living creatures in Revelation 4 and Revelation 5, which are the redeemed of the Lord, which are the four beasts before the throne of God, which are not angels. This is the church of the living God in the highest glory. They are the ones that we see in the full measure of the statue of Jesus. John saw it, Revelation 19.10. John came upon the, John the Revelator. The beloved disciple came upon this man and was bowing down to worship him because it looked like Jesus, talked like Jesus, walked like Jesus, looked like Jesus. What did he see? Not an angel. He saw the body of Christ, Jesus ahead, and we the body of Christ under perfection, God having provided some better thing for us, that they without us, those that died in faith, that will then, that all may be made perfect. When that last generation of the seed is perfected, it will perfect all that body of Christ from Abraham on all the Old Testament, their patriarchs, the prophets, the apostles, all that died in faith having never received the promise, perfecting uh, that, that all may be perfected. God having provided some better thing for us that they without us shall not be made perfect. God's going to have a perfect generation and he's not coming until all things are restored that's x 3 20 and 21 the heavens must receive jesus to the times of the restitution restoration of all things all truth and jesus said the holy ghost is going to lie is going to lead you and guide you into all truth not partial truth not learning it in the sweet by and by but now before the great and terrible day of the Lord come. And these, these ones that will come to the measure of the statue of Jesus will be sealed of the servants of God in their forehead, having the mind of Christ. Revelation 7, the apocalyptic sealing, which they have come into all truth and will be sealed by that word of God that they have added to the faith, virtue, virtue, knowledge, knowledge, temperance, temperance, patience, Patience, godliness, added to their godliness, godliness, brotherly kindness, brotherly kindness, charity. And charity will cover a multitude of sins and is the bond, guarantee of perfectness. Here we are. And Jesus said that Holy Ghost, the spirit of truth has come. He's not going to speak of himself. What he hears, he's going to declare it unto you. 
and show you things that will come to pass. Progressive uh, glorification of the body of Christ that we see in 2 Corinthians 3. God has shown forth his glory in the face of Jesus Christ. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. Why? Because Jesus is the way, truth, and the life, showing us what we should do as his spirit is within us, leading us and guiding us, and the Lord Jesus is that spirit. Says so there in 2 Corinthians 3.17. The Lord is that spirit. But we have this treasure in earthen vessels. That's the body of Christ. That the excellency of the power might be gotten out of ourselves. The Lord is that spirit. We have to understand that Jesus is that spirit. That second Adam, last Adam, has been made a quickening spirit. Not a God man. The man is God. That same Jesus whom you crucified, God has made him both Lord and Christ, that spirit, Christ in you, the hope of glory. Acts 2.36. He is that blessed and only potentate, the omnipotent. 1 Timothy 6.15-16. Who only hath immortality. That's the reason we're speaking. We're preaching a Jesus-only doctrine of Christ. Because it's Christ in each and every office that is everything God is or ever will be is Christ. Christ is all. And in that doctrine of Christ, you'll know the height, depth, length, and width of Christ. And that is for the salvation of your souls. All of us. Coming to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ, being perfected uh, in both spirit, soul, and body. There being presented to Jesus a blameless, spotless, glorified, and the image of Jesus Christ church. He's not coming back for a church that has spots or blemishes. It's going to be perfect. Well, the Lord is that spirit, and where the spirit of the Lord is, there's liberty. That's the law of the liberty of life in Christ Jesus. We all with open face now, beholding us in a glass, the glory of the Lord, full glory, all truth, are changed into the same image, the very same image of Jesus, from glory to glory. And we've been going from glory to glory. Now we're in the third day. We're in the time that is to be full grown. To those that have an ear to hear, hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. Even by the Spirit of the Lord, it's all by Him, in Him, and through Him, and not of us, lest any man should boast. God's doing it now, a great work, the work of the ministry for those that have an ear to hear. We'd love to hear from you. There, give us a call, leave a message, I'll get back to you. There's a body of Christ coming together. I'm receiving your calls from uh, Africa, India, Pakistan. We want to get there to you. Uh, we hear your cry and looking forward to working together with you. We need to hear from you and the Europe as well as America that God's doing it now. God's literally fitly framing his body together now in the unity of the faith. That is happening right now. Be sure and call and we can work together in the work of the ministry. There, our country code is plus one. Area code 903-746-4885. I look forward to hearing from you. Leave a message. I'll get right back to you so we can work together in the unity of the faith and the knowledge of the Son of God and to a perfect man to the measure of the statue of Jesus Christ that God perfect that which is lacking in each one of us that we can be presented blameless at the coming of the Lord, both spirit, soul, and body. Until the next time. This is Brother Dennis Spirit saying, Behold, the real Jesus.